Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs and Pastor Keith Radke of River Community Church in West Jordan. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. And we're back with Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke here with Pastor Steve Pearson. How you doing today, sir? Good, man. How are you? I am doing well. I am jazzed up about this show because uh, we had to cut the conversation short on the last one. We're talking about truth. What is truth? What is objective truth? And we ended our conversation last time with something I think we can all relate with. And uh, you had talked about kind of the unique. Uh, nature of of the religious cultural implications here in Utah is that there are a lot of matters of faith that have been boiled down to how you feel about it, and we're dealing with these two views that a there's an there's an absolute truth that's fixed and never changes, or there's this kind of whatever you decide to make of it. Right. Whatever. How does it feel good? Does it I mean, does inside do you have the right emotional stability or peace about well, then it must be true. And yet, you know, there are people who are completely at peace with robbing their neighbor. You know, there's people who are completely at peace with cheating on their spouse. There's people who are completely at peace for all the wrong reasons. But when you ask them, hey, that's wrong. Don't you feel any remorse or guilt or shame about it? They're like, no, I feel fine. You know, it feels good to me. I'm just do, I'm just. It's just the way I am, you know? And and so from a religious standpoint to a moral standpoint, an honest person, a thinking person, rational person is going to go, you know, it can't just be about feelings. It can't just be about, you know, if it feels right, do it. You can't just depend on a kind of an inner gut or an inner, you know, emotional sense that this could or could not be right. There's a lot of people who get robbed of their, their money, you know? Somebody calls and offers them an investment deal. They just can't. And they transfer all of their wealth into a Ponzi scheme, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and then we feel betrayed and we feel like we've been robbed. Why? Because there's this universal understanding that is wrong to steal from somebody and it's wrong to lie to them and to deceive mm-hmm. them. So so we can't we, we we cannot settle, you know, the issue of the emotional conflicts that we experience until we settle the the reality that there has to be an absolute truth. There has to be some some hard and fast, we can call them rules you know, like gravity, some things that that regulate physics, you know, there's you know, chemicals you don't mix together, you'd create an, you know, a, a health hazard for yourself, right? There's all these things we deal with absolutes. And then when it comes to who God is and how we relate with them, you know, we want to play loose and fast with the truth. So we want to, we want to continue our conversation, but now we, we want to address the, the matter of, of worldview, mm. like truth is, shapes our worldview. And and if you are not quite sure what the word worldview means, it means your view of the world. (laughs) It's the lens that you put on and it determines how you see the world, how you see Mm. people, how you see history, how you relate politically, sociologically, um, interpersonally, economically, you know, all it just, every area of life is regulated by uh, a person's worldview. And we have, we have billions of worldviews, you know, going at any one given time. And so, you know, over 7 billion people can't all be right and yet all have very, very different views one from the next. So we need, it's important to have a hard and fast truth 
that determines our worldview, something that our worldview is subjective to rather than the other way around, that truth is subjected to my worldview. Hmm. You know, truth is whatever I make of it. No, it, then that's not true. It can't be true. I mean, it can be sometimes true, but, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day, right? right. So so let, let's unpack this idea of worldview and why having a worldview based on truth is so important. Yeah, so let, let me back up just a second. Sure. When, um, when Nathan the prophet was talking to David, David said, I want to build God a house. And Nathan said, well, go and do whatever's in your heart. You know, God's, God's with you. Then God came to Nathan and he said, yeah, um, go back and tell David, thus saith the Lord, um, not to build me a house. I'm going to build him a house, you know? And so, and so here's, here's why that's important. You know, because of sin, we're broken and we're biased and we don't, we, we can't, our hearts do not have the capacity to determine or to, or, or to, you know, establish something as right or true um, simply by our by our our our, our own resources that mm-hmm. are, that are within us, mm-hmm. right? Because we will have biases towards friends. We will we will look at well, yeah, sure, go ahead and do it. There, there's nothing wrong with that, right? God right. God has a unique perspective that that is important for us to understand in being close to God in order to determine what's right and true. And and so God has expressed that in the Bible. So we want you, you had said something that's that's perfect is is we want to understand that our worldview comes from our theology, right? What we've chosen to believe. Right. And, and and if it's the other way around, then we will twist our theology around what we have chosen to establish right. as as our worldview. And it's interesting in that in that passage in Judges, it says that every man, when there was no king in Israel, every man did what was right in his own eyes, Judges 17, 6, right? And and here's the point: when no one's on the throne, everyone's on the throne, <laughs> you know. And and nothing could be more truer than when it comes to determining truth. If God is not on the throne, then every man is on the throne, and every man gets to determine what's right, right? And so and so when it comes to a worldview, there are basically, I say there are basically four four elements of a worldview um, that that determine it. Number one, origin. Number two, meaning. Number three, morality. And number four, destiny. Those are parts of a worldview. So, so what I believe about origin, where I came from, right? The, the, these are wrapped up in a person's worldview. What I believe about is the meaning of why I'm here, right? Those are things wrapped up in a person's worldview. What I believe about morality, those things are wrapped up in a person's worldview. And where I ultimately end up, my destiny, those things are are wrapped up in a person's worldview. So if you look at those four things and you dissect those through 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 the Christian worldview, it is a very unique and different context than mm. a naturalistic worldview. Right. Very different. And you see the outcome of those two different worldviews. And there's there's many more, but I would just say generalizing, we have the naturalistic worldview, there's no God, and, and the different varieties and forms that come from that, and then the Christian worldview. And those are four premier principles that are wrapped up in a person's worldview. And again, those four principles of a worldview is origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. So let's talk about the Christian worldview of origin for a second. Okay. Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning... I almost, I almost quoted John 1 when in the beginning was the word saying, you know, in the beginning was God, right? In, 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 in God, God 
is the source of all creation, right? He existed before time. The first thing he created, one can argue, is time. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And so for the Christian, there there is a, a very clear, distinct understanding of our origin. It right. comes from God. And right. you read on and it says, and God made man and he breathed into him life and he became a living being. So we don't believe that life comes outside of the source of all life, right. which is God. Now that is distinctly different from other worldviews, a naturalistic worldview that says it was by chance and over time and matter. And if you add enough of that, then you ultimately have the 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 formation of 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 atoms and, and ultimately man comes up from the from the goo to the zoo to you is hmm. basically the, the end result of that, right? In the beginning was nothing, nothing exploded, and now you have everything, right? So so it's a very different source. And how you view that is important, Keith, because listen, if if I come from God and God is the source of all life as far right. as origin goes, then there's automatically this accountability to God. Because now I'd, I'm not the source of, of a random chance. I'm the source of a living, intelligent being who had the authority and the power to create me. Now there's an accountability for, for, right. for my life. Right. And Scripture says there in Genesis 1 that we were created in His image, That's male right. and female alike. You know, we as, as the human race have been created by God to reflect his image, which now goes into the second aspect of a worldview, from origin to meaning, right? Or here's another word for meaning, purpose, mm. right? What is the purpose of, of our existence in relationship to God as a part of a Christian worldview? Pastor Steve. So Romans 8.29 says that those whom God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed into the image of Christ. And so we believe as Christians that that our primary purpose is not to live a happy life, though that may be the case, right? There's a lot of people who believe, well, you're created to, 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 to be happy and to live on this world. Okay, maybe. But listen, there's a lot of people who are Christians who aren't happy, right? There's a lot of Christians that are, that are, being, that are being killed. Here's the point. Our purpose is to be conformed into the glorious image of Christ and to be a praise to mm. what he has mm. done and who he is, right? That's our main purpose. If you boil it all the way down, I'm here to accept Christ and then be conformed into that image so that I am a, a trophy of grace to bring praise to God. Mm. That is my purpose in life, right? And that's that, that might be expressed in a lot of different ways for different people, but when you boil it all down, I'm to be conformed into the image of Christ. Right, right. And that is so important for us because Christ is the bridge. He is the ultimate um, unifier, the un- ultimate mediator between uh, you know, the eternal, all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present, holy, righteous God and man created in his image now separated from God because of sin. The God, man, Jesus Christ, 100% divinity, 100% humanity comes together and makes that reconciliation. And so in our purpose, our purpose to glorify God with our lives, Jesus Christ is the one that brings that together. Now, the naturalistic worldview because we have originated from nothingness and chance and randomness and all that kind of stuff, uh, the meaning for that is subjective, right? Very. It's, it's, well, 
I'm here for nothing. Well, I'm here for money. Well, I'm here for fame. Well, I'm here for relationships. I'm here to win. I'm here to take all that I can before I go out. And then I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory. You know, I mean, the, the movies glorify these kind of, uh, you know, approaches to to um, kind of the logical conclusion. If, if I've originated from randomness and chance and, and there's really no, no, you know, rhyme or reason to it, then my purpose is really very subjective and there's there should be no rhyme or reason to that as well. So in Breaking Down a Worldview, we have four parts. We have origin, we have meaning, we have morality, and we have destiny. We've covered origin and meaning. Here on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about morality and destiny. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. All right, so Pastor Steve, our worldview is made up of four parts. Origin, which Genesis 1-1 tells us we have been created by God. Meaning is the second part. We have purpose, that is, to glorify God, and Jesus Christ is the catalyst and, and the very you know method by which that happens and then morality. This is this is a very important um, aspect of a worldview. When you have an understanding of origin, when you have an understanding of purpose or meaning, then then morality, the way that we conduct ourselves before God and with other humans, right? So we've got to interact every day with other people. What is keeping us all on the right side of the road here mm. in the United States? You know what what is it that when I'm when when I'm you know doing a a business transaction that I'm making sure that I'm paying or receiving the right amount of money, right? What is it that's regulating this? It's morality. It's 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 a it's an understanding that because I believe a few things about where I've come from and why I'm here, now my how is determined. I'm I'm going to to conduct myself a certain way. So so let's unpack that. Let's unpack morality here for a second. Right. So so you have two basic you you were kind of talking about um before the break is you have you have two basic views if you, if you wanted to ba- br- br- break them both down. You have an anthrocentric view of of you know of, of or a worldview that's based on anthrocentric and then you have something that's theocentric, right? The anthrocentric it's it's all about you. It really centers around mankind. Theocentric obviously centers around God. So when it comes to the issue of morality, the problem that this poses for a naturalist is a naturalist doesn't doesn't believe that we'll say this, they can't deny that there's a right and wrong, but that creates a problem for them because this is not physical, this is metaphysical part, right? So th- this is the part where 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 the 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 theocentric really kicks in because there's no there's no scientific explanation for the non corporeal side of man they just they don't have that the conscience and 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 the, this idea that there is a right and wrong well if there's a moral law then there has to be a moral law giver right. the problem is is many naturalists spend their lives trying to discredit the moral law giver yet they're the the very thing that they're doing is implying the freedoms that the moral law giver gave them in being able to deny what's right and wrong, wow, right? So wow. it's it, it's it's really a deep, mind-blowing thing. But when we talk about the Christian worldview and morality, again, it's a, it's a Christ-centered view of morality that it comes from the person of Jesus Christ and what he did, right? And when you talk about 
um, morality. It has to begin for the Christian in understanding the brokenness that yeah. man finds himself right. in, in the fall. The, listen, l- listeners, the fall is not a good thing. Regardless of what you've been told, the fall is not a blessing to all mankind. The fall is something that has cursed mankind, and there's not one thing in Scripture that refers to it as being a blessing or the things that come from it. It has stained the world mm-hmm. and the human soul. And so because of that, there is this inc- this incapability of 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 true moral righteousness within the soul of a man he has to extend his hand outside of himself because he is stained and he is depraved at his core and so for the christian we would say that that world view demands that we reach for righteousness outside of what we possess and we look for that something else to make us righteous or that someone else and the Bible would say that someone else is Christ. Mm. For the naturalist, there's really no such thing as morality because at the end of the day, if you're going to concede to a moral law but not a moral lawgiver, what you're saying is moral law then is subjective. And if I want to fly planes into the side of a building, who are you to tell me no? So there's really no right and wrong. It becomes something that every man can do in his own eyes. And the problem, Keith, is we can't conduct society that way. If no. if if my moral choices infringe upon your moral choices, then we got a big problem, right? right and so right. so for the naturalists, it, it creates a, a conundrum in their worldview and how you practically live it out. Y'all should see Pastor Steve. He is lit up and emotionally. <laughs> he just bumped the microphone, like completely pushed in. It's awesome. Because this is, this is a subject that does evoke passion too. I mean, uh, from both a, 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 a naturalistic viewpoint and a Christian viewpoint, you know, people get very passionate when you start talking about what's right and what's wrong and, you know, where where does where is morality universal versus where it's subjective. And yet if we're honest with ourselves and we look at our culture, especially here in the United States, we see a culture that is lacking any sort of moral direction. Hmm. And we are fighting battles in the political and the civic arena. Yes. And everybody is trying to basically win the argument by who can shout the loudest because we don't actually have agreement on a moral standard. Hmm. You know, that, I mean, just everything from how we take care of the poor and, and health care, you know, to the issue of abortion and marriage and defining family and when to go to war and when a war is just and taxes, all this stuff. And war, it, it, we, we, threw out, we threw out any sort of standard for morality, any sort of standard for truth, and yet everybody's claiming to be right. Like That's we're right. seeing the chaos in our culture. We're seeing the chaos in our schools and the chaos in the media. It's like people are watching things and they're now we're appreciating stuff that's really depraved in, in, in television and movies, but we're appreciating the art because we can't really appreciate the morality because something isn't sitting right, right? When we see this displayed or that take this person and we're just like, well, that's kind of radical. And that's, that's, kind right. of, that's you know, we, we'll say something like, oh, that's wrong. And then we'll have to make a joke about it because well, is that wrong, wrong? Is it like morally, right. truthfully wrong? Or is it just wrong, wrong because I felt uncomfortable about that, it? That's right. Keith, you bring up a good point because here's the thing. In, in, in the last episode, we talked about God's word being truth. That's the truth. If that's the objective standard for Christians, okay, I understand the naturalists and, and, the, and those outside the body of Christ. I, I understand there there, there be intention there. But within the body of Christ, I'm, I'm just pray our listeners will listen to this. There really isn't any room when it comes to life, 
when it comes to right. to preservation of life, be that of those that are aged or those that are unborn, because the Bible doesn't give any wiggle room for that. Right. That's that comes that theology um, or that worldview comes from your understanding of a theology that God made life, yes. and He's the only one that can take it. When it talks about when 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 we talk about and there's so much confusion in the church today when when we talk about well you know what's what is marriage. God defined marriage right now. You can have different political views if you want on, 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 you know, healthcare and different things like that. And how, how we socially apply principles of the gospel and fall into one camp or the other. But when we talk about your worldview, the worldview is wrapped around truths that have an indelible mark on the soul and you can't compromise them. And so I, my caution would be to our listeners, to those that are in the body of Christ, Draw your worldview from what God has said, yeah. because Jesus said your word is truth. Psalm 119, 142, your law is truth. If we draw from there, we will be 100% united. If we let the world dictate to us, a world that Jesus said hates you because it hated me, if we let the world dictate to us or even even milk up our worldview, it's going to find itself in mm-hmm. opposition mm-hmm. of Scripture, and God warns us against that. Yes, he does. And that leads us to the final point of what defines a worldview, origin, meaning, morality, and finally, destiny. Destiny is what is where all this is going, right? Mm. If, if, if the truth is that there's a God who created you to glorify Christ with your life, and he's given these standards by which we relate with him and relate with others, and that how we do that determines what? It determines the outcome. It determines where we go when we die. Is this existence on planet Earth all there is to it, or is there more to it? We believe as Christians that the truth found in God's Word tells us there is a destiny. That's right. We are going somewhere, and how we view the world, and what our worldview is, and the truth that we define that by is going to lead us in a direction. And are you sure, am I sure, that I'm heading in the right direction, that That's my right. destiny is set in on the right course? That's right. Two different views here, Keith. If you're a naturalist, you believe it just all ends. In other words, there's no consciousness. That's it. It you, you close it down. You you go the way of the world. You go the way of the Just earth. Turn the lights that, you off. You turn the lights Done. off, and that's it. Okay. And if that's the case, it doesn't matter how I live or what I do in this life. And that is essentially what that boils down to. If you are a theist, if 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 you are a Christian and you believe that there's consciousness yes. after life then that's your destiny it does dictate to you it does it does um it does give you a sense of urgency that that there is something that needs to take place in this life that determines the outcome in the mm-hmm. next and we would say that that something is embracing the truth of god in the person of jesus christ asking for forgiveness of your sins so that god will apply grace pardon you of your sins yes. give you mercy and ultimately grant you a consciousness which is defined as eternal life on the other side of this life where you live with him in heaven forever those are the two importances, if you will, of of understanding your destiny. One does matter. The other, just live how you want. Right. And if it's just live how you want, then why is everybody so upset here? That's right. Right. And I think that's that's the aspect of of what um, Solomon would say in Ecclesiastes, that God has placed eternity in the hearts of men. Like we just, there's something inside us that says there's more to it Mm. than this. Well, that's about all the time we have left on this discussion of worldview as we answer this Bible difficulty. What is truth? Is there an absolute 
uh, truth that we can live our lives by. It does determine our worldview, and uh, it is our hope that your worldview is in alignment with God's truth and that you believe in and receive in and walk in the life and the grace and the truth that Jesus Christ has to offer for you. If we can help you with that, visit us at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. We'd love to hear from you, and uh, we look forward to being with you again next time on Shouts of Grace Radio. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is a joint outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah, and River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show, and from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. 